that and what happened are the two, you know, especially in college, you know, in college, you know, you're yeah. young and people don't, hey, what happened to you? Uh, I was in a car accident. Can you still fuck? Okay. My, <laughs> name, my name is Fletcher. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is the question we eyes need up to here, know. Eyes up Everyone here. watching yeah. wants yeah. to know. No one oh. wants to ask. Tiffany doesn't yeah. care. <laughs> Welcome to the Elite Few Podcast, where we explore the fabulous, extraordinary world of the people who move the needle of success. Join our host, Tiffany, and producer, Kyle, as we dive into the stories and insights of the elite few who are making a difference and pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to the Elite Few Podcast. I'm Kyle Goodnight, your producer, along with Tiffany Feeney, our host. Hi. Thanks for joining us, guys. So today, before we introduce our guests, just want to remind everybody that we do have T-shirts in our merchandise store on our website, theelitefew.com. And uh, that is something that has just been launched. So excited about that. And just remember, if if you're watching this podcast and you have a specific story or a special story that you feel would be something that, that our listeners would want to hear, don't hesitate. Go to our website. There's a section where you can put your name, your email, talk to us all about your story and send that off to us. And then we can give you a call and get you scheduled to come on the show. Uh, other than that, Tiffany, would you like to go ahead and uh, uh, kick off today's show and introduce our, our, our guest? I do. I want to introduce Fletcher. Um, he's got some amazing, amazing motivational speaking stuff to go over. But um, the thing that really interests me was his ADA interests. Um, years ago, I had worked with quadriplegics and paraplegics, and it's an extremely difficult world to navigate, especially when you're going from a regular life, you're very active, you have a lot of, um, you, you, you know, regular life activities every day, and then you lose that. But the people with the best mindset worked out the best. Those people were the ones that could carry through, make it happen and make the changes. And, and I really want to hear his story because his motivational speaking, um, well, that, I think that'll really help a lot of people and every, no matter what you're facing. Am I correct, Fletcher? (laughs) Couldn't be be any right, right on the nail. Got it. 100%. Okay. So why don't you tell us a little bit about First, um, what got you into motivational speaking? Uh, yeah, for sure. So I can start from the beginning, just with my story initially. So Fletcher Cleese, born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. And, you know, growing up, I was definitely a um, a boy's boy, so to speak, you know, a uh, breaking crayons and, and putting firecrackers in mailboxes and <laughs> doing all, all, all that stuff, right? So, you know, my Kinda. parents realized I had a lot of energy, so they wanted to put me in organized team sports. So once they put me in organized team sports, I fell in love with the craft, bettering my abilities. Then once I got around high school, I kind of realized that I was uh, physically gifted and I just started focusing more. I got a personal trainer, you know, start working out uh, without the team, with the team, doing my own thing and fell in love with football. And I was blessed enough to receive a football scholarship coming out of co- uh, coming out of high school. And Going once I where? received it, uh, Lambs University in Jackson, wow. Tennessee. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so, um, once I did that, you know, I, I was like, all right, this is what you've been working on for the last four years. You're a collegiate football player. It's time to really put in the work. You know, it's, 
the competition is more fierce, you know, because, you know, in college, everybody was good on their high school team, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's Big like, fish oh, everybody was pond. an MVP. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what, what do they call that? The big fish in the small pond? Then you're the That's small right. fish in the big pond? <laughs> I was going and was like, yeah, you know, I was all state and, you know, I was this, that. And I was like, we all were. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Everybody's yeah. like, yeah, I know. We're all all state. Yeah. Okay. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So, it um, is. Um, it's, it's amazing when you, when you level up like that and then all of a sudden, yes. and I'm, everything I'm you thought you did faster and players get stronger. It's like, this is a lot more complicated than high school, you know? And so <laughs> once I, once I graduated high school in May of 2009, I immediately left to go train the rest of the summer. So the rest of May, rest of June, all of July, two a days, August, I ended up picking up about 25 pounds of pure muscle within three, four months. So I'm like, I remember I, I came home for the first time, 4th of July. That's like probably the first time my parents have seen me in multiple months, two or three months. And my, I remember my dad was like, holy, like, dude, you are huge. I was like, really? <laughs> I, like, I feel the same size. I was like, no, dude, like, you are. Look at your arms. <laughs> and, uh, and like, hey, maybe these workouts are working. And so I got my body prepared for that, but unfortunately, a week or so before our first game, September 10th, 2009, a lady was texting and driving and ran my roommate and I off the road as we were leaving Buffalo Wild Wings watching the first watching the first NFL game of the season. Oh my goodness. Uh, she just wasn't paying attention. You know, she crossed over the double yellow line and headed straight for, straight towards us, and I swerved to miss her, overcorrected. Once I swerved, I hit, a, hit the guardrail, flipped, flipped into an embankment, flipped multiple times, and as we were tumbling – the roof caved in and broke my neck in two places. I was mm. uh, knocked unconscious uh, immediately, and my roommate was partially ejected from the vehicle. I guess as we were rolling, he was ejected from the vehicle, and the car actually landed on top of his arm. So, like, as it was rolling and he was being ejected, uh, the car landed on top of his arm. So wow. he's calling my name. I think I was pr briefly hitting on this uh, pre before we start recording with Kyle. Uh, he's calling my name. He's like, Flitch, Flitch. I'm like, in my mind, we had to like wake up early in the morning for like receiver meetings at 5 a.m. receiver meetings. So he's calling my name and I'm like, what? And I realized I was unconscious. I was like, what? And he was like, are you all right? And I started to try to, I remember laying on my right side. I tried to flip over, but I really couldn't move. I was uh, pinned in the car. So I'm like, yeah, I'm all, I'm all right. And I realized we were still in the car. And he's like, Fletch, I got to get, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. So he's like adrenaline. He pulls his arm from underneath the car, ends up doing more damage, rips like ligaments out and all that stuff. And, you know, he, he panics once he sees his arm. And I was like, did it hurt? He was like, no, nah, the adrenaline didn't hurt. I was like, when did you know that your arm was in bad condition? He was like, I put my arm on the top of the hood, the top of the car to bend down to talk to you, to like get his balance. And then like, I looked at my arm. And then once I saw it, I was, he was like, oh, you know, and right. Yeah, so he climbs back up the hill, call, you know, flags down uh, a lady in the go a golf cart that's patrolling the church, you know, just patrolling the church. So do that. The ambulance come, grabs a fire department, jaws alive, grabs me out. And I knew something was wrong because I remember trying to get out the vehicle and I couldn't really move my legs. So I thought my legs were broken. I was like, but it doesn't hurt. That's weird. So I get in the back of the EMT. She's asking me all these questions. What's your name? Where are you from? What's today's date? Uh I'm getting all the I'm Memphis, Tennessee. My address eighty four twenty three. Uh, today is when you know September. I just got out of doing all these things, and she's like, "Yep, absolutely." And then she says, "I want you to move your right leg." I said, "Okay." Then she says, "Move your right leg." I said, "I did." She says, "All right." Mm -hmm. She says, "Move your left leg." 
I said, all right. She says, now move your left leg. I said, I did. And that's the point I kind of knew something was wrong. And as I mentioned in the vehicle, I was like, my legs must be broken. So that kind of further made me think my legs were broken. I was like, give it to me straight. And she goes, well, you look fine. I was like, really? She was like, but we think you have a spinal cord injury. I was like, okay, what does mm-hmm. that mean? You know, you know, so you might be paralyzed, but we're going to run some more tests. And from that point forward, it was a whole journey to get to where I am today. Wow. Okay. First of all, I have to say, so, oh my God, that's insane. Right. You had your mm-hmm. entire life taken in a second, like a flash. I, was, I mean, I wasn't dead. I didn't, it wasldn't taken. No, that's true. You're right. But what you thought, your dream, you, what you yeah. thought you had, yeah. the life you believed mm-hmm. you had. And um, when was it the point that you realized, okay, I, I'm not playing collegiate ball. This is my life is now going in a whole new road. When, what moment of that time period did you figure, guess that? Um, when I went to the hospital, they put a halo on my head and, I, and screws in my skull to try to reset my neck. And then I had emergency. And, but because I had, remember I told you I gained like 25 pounds of muscle. So the right. doctor was saying like, because his neck is so strong, the halo is having no effect on him. Like, so wow. we have to perform, we have to perform surgery. I was like, okay. So they perform surgery the next morning. And then that's when they kind of confirmed him. Like, yeah, you do have a break in your C5, C6 vertebrae. You are paralyzed. You won't be able to do uh, X. You won't be able to do Y. You won't be able to do Z. And that's kind of when I kind of knew that things will take a completely different turn because playing football, what's the worst injury they tell you is like, you don't want to break your yeah. neck. Yeah. Neck injury. Yeah. yeah neck injury. Head up, head up. Don't put, don't dip your head. You know? Absolutely. So he was like, yep, you got a neck injury. I was like, this is the one thing I was trying to avoid. Right. You know, so I kind of didn't know what to expect, but just kind of faced it head on. So how long were you in the hospital and, and recovery and all that before you? Yeah, which is phenomenal. So no, I wasn't, yeah. man. I was in the hospital 10 oh, you days. Oh, 10 days. Wow. Yep. So, wow. Because once again, I was in such great shape. The doctor was like, you know, he's, his recovery, his blood pressure is normal. Like he's recovering faster than anybody I've ever seen as far as like his vitals and everything. So I had the surgery the next morning. I had one surgery. And then three days later, I had another neck surgery. And then five days after that, I was gone. So he was like, um, wow. there's no Fletcher's. The, I remember the doctor telling, you know, Fletcher's not sick. Like he has no complications. He has nothing. There's nothing wrong with him. He doesn't right. need he's to just, be in a hospital. He's just broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need to be in a hospital. He can go to therapy. Right. So I was like. So did you go to an extended therapy or were you, did you go home or did you go to a, did you go to like an ECF? Or, and no, to I went get, to from Jackson, Tennessee. I went to Atlanta, Georgia to the Shepherd Center, which is. Okay. One, so you no, went to a center for specifically for. Absolutely. Uh, injury. And course. that okay. experience changed my, my life completely. It opened my eyes to what the capabilities, because you know. Being paralyzed, you don't know any adaptive equipment. You don't know anything about accessible vans. You don't know anything about all these things. And having right. access to that information changed my life completely and altered my life in in a positive manner. And meeting other people in wheelchairs that have been newly injured and just sharing experiences made me thankful for what I was dealing with. Because you have people who was on ventilators, people that right. are neck down, right. you know, that uh, move their chairs with their mouths. People that can't yeah. do anything, there's facial expressions. And just yep. talking to other, you know, quadriplegics and other people of injury, you know, spinal cord injury. It's like, yeah, I was in a coma for two weeks. I was in the hospital for six months. I was like, right. I was in the hospital. It changes days. your whole reality and perspective, right? Like, yeah. your paradigm mm-hmm. shift is like, wait a minute, this could be worse. Yeah. I, um, yeah. and I that's, had a, I had that's an a great message. 
Yeah, no, I had ahead. an accident Absolutely. that required surgery on that same area, but I actually ended up having mm-hmm. C2 to three C7 worked on. And um, mm-hmm. all I kept thinking about was that because, again, I worked with paraplegic quadriplegics. I knew what was happening. I knew what part of my body was being affected. Mm-hmm. And it was a car accident. And I knew full well. Everyone's like, this is terrible. I did not think it was terrible. I was like, I was already. But yeah, I'm like, I can walk. I can move. I was in horrible pain because those surgeries are, right. dear God, it's like. At one point, I told my son, I said, now I know how Wolverine feels. He goes, nope, still not there, mom. <laughs> I was like, okay. That's it. That's it. Well, you know, and with my background, Fletcher, I've, I've, I have worked on people like you from the, from yeah. the, from the incident. I've, I've had that unfortunate, well, fortunate for them because someone's there to help them. But, sure. you know, I've worked on people that we feel that have a, a spinal cord injury or do, um, and all the way, all the way out to the, the rehab center. When I worked in the hospital, when I would, when they were sick and they did have lung issues, I would work on them for respiratory therapy purposes. Yeah. I didn't have any so, problems or anything. Right. And that's wonderful. Wow. You know, it, and it reminds me your story about, and, and Tiffany's story, it reminds me of a friend of mine who, uh, fell off of a roof, uh, a couple of years ago and had a really bad fracture of his leg. And he was in jeopardy of losing the leg. And I called him up. I was standing in the ICU where I was working at the time, talking to him on the phone because I knew he was, he was, uh, at a, a, a sister hospital and I wanted to give him a call. And it was a day or two after his surgeries and he was really down on himself and everything. I said, listen, I said, I'm looking at no less. It, it was about October, right? And, you know, hunting season in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, I'm looking at no less than four people that were up in tree stands that fell out and they hit their noggin. They oh hit their God. head and they're done. They're not going to come back from this. Wait, I'm you like, mean dead? your leg, you can. You mean dead? They're, they're mental. Yeah, they're mentally not. they're brain dead yes yeah. their oh heart my was God. still going but i deal with people all the time that if they get a out head of a injury, tree thing oh my word oh yeah well they're they're 30 feet up tiff i mean if you i mean we call it a trauma if you hit your head and you're only double my height i'm six foot tall if i fall from a six foot standing position and hit my head i'm a trauma if i double oh, that or triple I fell it from it's even... over 30 feet at old man's cave i jumped off a cliff because yeah. i don't know i was 19 and i thought you, i was invincible. but did you hit your head you no didn't but hit i your did head. sprain my ankle i did, oh, <laughs> I well, did sprain my ankle. that's a good thing my point and hit your head that's a trauma injury yeah yeah from from double your height or you know anything from and if you're old if you're if you're over 60 65 even from a standing position and you hit your head you're instantly a trauma see that's me so, nervous because i've fallen like backwards out of my chair and like hit my head yeah like, yeah, you got to be, yeah, you got to be very careful. Well, the head, and and I was talking to my friend. I think we need to call Javen on that about the windowsill issue. Fletcher, my son has a problem where he lives on the second floor and in order to fix the window thing on the outside, he steps out on the window ledge. His girlfriend told me (laughs) and pushes it up. It's this much of a ledge. How old is he? 25, 26? 26? 26. Yes. Yep. The, the dumbass age? <laughs> That's yeah. I'm a 26 That's right. I know. So. And so I reminded him what will happen is um, I said, you won't be able to say anything, but <laughs> and I'll think you're laughing yeah. at the fifth hundredth cat video by noon that I've showed you because he loves it when I show him cat videos. He thinks it's so fun. So the mm-hmm. point is he would just be in living hell forever listening to cat videos for the rest of his life as his mom shows them to him. And I keep telling him, I'm like, get off the freaking ledge. 
what is you're right what is yeah. what 26 year olds the, the center i went to it specializes in spinal cord and brain injury so there's a right brain injury side and spinal cord side and like i mean i tell you all the time you do not want a brain injury because like right they have so to with that being said and and together. kind of that segues into my next question which will kind of lead us down the path of why you became your motivational motivational speaker side of mm-hmm. things so you're not only seeing how lucky you have it even though you're your dream has ended mm-hmm. and you're seeing other people who have had head injuries or even worse, a quadriplegic, not a paraplegic. Cause is that right? You're a paraplegic meaning two. No, I'm a quadriplegic quadriplegic. Okay. Yeah. Can you explain the difference between para and quad for, for, yeah, uh, so, for uh, our uh, listeners? Quad means you all four limbs are affected. So I don't have control of affected. my triceps, pectoral muscles. Okay. Uh, I can't move my fingers individually. Um, okay. So, you know, with my, with the C5, C6, uh, that function controls finger movement, uh, pectoral muscles, you know, anything below C5, C6 was unreachable, so to speak, from my uh, spinal cord perspective. Right. So, but like, a, but I tell you all the time, maybe because I am a quad, like Paris, I don't even care them be paralyzed. <laughs> well, do you guys have like, do you guys have like battles? They're like, yeah, like, like <laughs> versus paras. Yeah, literally the only thing paras cannot do is walk. Like, wait, wait, wait. I have to, we have to, we missed the, most important thing, Kyle skips over all the really important stuff. Fletcher, I need to know about sex. Okay. <laughs> what can you of do? course I skip across that. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. That's why we have a male and female host, Fletcher. So, so these kind of questions have to I come mean, up. Fletcher, I have to ask. I have to ask. That and what happened are the two, you know, especially in college. You know, in college, you know, young yeah. and people don't, hey, what happened to you? I was in a car accident. Can you still fuck? Okay. My name is Fletcher. Nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is the question uh, we eyes need up to here, know. Eyes up Everyone here. watching yeah. wants yeah. to know. No one um, wants to ask. Tiffany doesn't care. <laughs> yes. Of course, you know, there's, there's differences, but the, the, the job still gets done. <laughs> that's what's important and i like your ambition and your optimism on that that's what's important it's not what you can do it's like how well you can see it through i'll tell you exactly it's like i didn't take the i didn't take the the straight line route but i still got to the finish line amen that's what <laughs> and i like that because it's that kind of drive that makes women happy and it keeps us smiling there you go it was, <laughs> the first, you know, 18 and when I, I got hurt at 18 and at that point in my life i had three responsibilities oh my god at Two 18 girls yeah Two football girls were only three things i was yeah. concerned about so when the dark you still want to get like, in their holes you got to figure out how to accomplish it I don't know how 18-year-old females think. They may be more uh, conservative. But 18-year-old <laughs> no. males, I was, we are not I was like, hey, you're conservative. <laughs> and I remember like, is this still going to work? And my dad was like, dude, that's the least of your words. I'm like, no, that's uh, what no. I that's what I'm <laughs> No, that's, that's, my, that's my priority right now. <laughs> yeah, like, Listen, right, I, I never took care of one man. Not one guy I ever took care of. Not once ever said that was the last of their worries. And the one client I had was literally had a foot, a basketball scholarship at OSU and damn, I had to take care of him every, he was so hot. Like, like you said, like you were ripped, <laughs> right? Like you walked in there and the, the lady who gave me the case, she's like, we have to talk before you walk in. I'm like, how bad can it be? She goes, Tiffany, you have to just hold your breath and get through it. I'm like, how bad? She goes, no, he's so hot. I literally had to bite my tongue the whole time and just pretend. She goes, I had to give him his opening shower, have the conversation, go over his. She goes, I barely made it out of there without just bursting. She's like, I, 
Like, they're attracted to a paralyzed man or whatever his injury was. Oh, we women don't care. Everyone in that whole facility at OSU that I worked on the OSU facility for, you know, quads and peds. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. They all had girlfriends. Some had several. Like, some of these guys had three or four girlfriends. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they didn't care. No, hey, girls Tiffany, didn't care. Hey Tiffany, to to get this off of the, to to yes. kind of get us oh, we're supposed back to here. leave away from sex. Fine. Well, whatever. no, I just uh, did. You see what Fletcher just did a couple of what? seconds ago? Did you see what, what he did? No. What? Did you see that he drank some water out of a cup? That had a straw. <gasps> yes, we just released he... our pocket stream episode. Boom. Yeah, Fletcher, we've got to turn you on to a, a product that we just. Uh, we just yeah. see see that. I mean, no, no, no. Wait, listen. I gotta say something to you. He needs to keep that sucking, and he needs to keep that straw. <laughs> He's limited well, in some abilities, and here. he needs that tongue working. <laughs> God, Tiffany, what? what? You need to take a cold shower before we record from now on. <laughs> I'm not so different. No, Fletcher, up um, with me. No, our last podcast was uh, we we highlighted a, a family who developed us a, a cup that has a button on it that that puts the water up into people's mouths for strokes, for quad, for, for people that are, uh, you know, like more, you know, more affected quadriplegic than you, like people that can't generate the negative force to drink stuff like that. So it's called the pocket stream. And, and uh, just, uh, if you haven't watched that episode yet, it's the one behind uh, it's one of the ones behind it. I think it's said labeled number five. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, we'll definitely have to turn you on to that once it, once it launches. It's supposed to be out in January. Like I, I I have a middle straw I used to travel with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is yeah, it's pretty cool. You have to watch it. Okay, um so, so back to your back to your ADA. rehab days. No, no, wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, okay. We want to find out about motivation. That's part of it. Yeah, that's where okay. I was gonna go. All right, go ahead. How he learned about the ADA stuff when he was <laughs> yes. in his rehab. Is that when you got your passion for ADA um motivational uh, you know, advocacy? Oh no, that was the because you think about it, it's a center built for people in wheelchairs. So literally everything's accessible so i didn't okay okay i thought this was the norm i thought this was the world like (laughs) until you left america right no no until i left that center when i came back home oh i'm like the states like yeah i go back to colleges and there's no buttons on doors there the ramp where's the ramp oh it's on the east wing but the door's right here but yeah just go around the back of the campus i'm like the back of the campus what you know like things of that like, you know, it's the center, every door has a button. Every door has a ramp because it's, it's made. Start a revolution. Is, like, all lights are lowered. It's almost an anomaly. for. It's almost an inconvenience for people who aren't in wheelchairs at the center. It's like everything's low. Yeah, because 90% of the people here are in wheelchairs. So you're the minority right. here, bro. You know, so. <laughs> but then when you go out to the real world, you realize that it's not like that. It's not It's not mm-hmm. as easy. You got to, it's a lot of problem solving. And then on top of that, when you go out the country, you're like, it's no accessibility at all. <laughs> It's like there's no such thing as a ramp or an elevator. So it's just realizing that and just how, especially being 2023, 22, 21, you know, all the years close I've been traveling. It's like there's no reason why are we, come on, this is 2019. We should have elevators and and ramps in Paris and all these major, in Rome and all these major, major cities. I do not care. You know, I'm on the same page as you. I thought about that in Rome. You and I already had this conversation in our pre, our prep talk. Bullshit. I don't care that those stairs are 2,000 years old and Jesus walked on them. Put a fucking ramp in it. I don't care. Yeah. Italy, oh, yeah. Europe. Quit. Oh, we're, you're, we're old. We're older than America. Oh, screw you. You're, you know what? Get progressive, please. No. You know what I'm Sorry, Kyle. He's... <laughs> no. 
I'm a, I, I don't, I don't like you. I'd like you being unleashed. Except for when we go down the, we, we go down the, uh, we go down the road of your, your sexual, you know, that's, that, that's when I'm like, hold on a minute. Wait till we get to our oh, sex toy episode. Though. Yeah. No, I won't be a part of that one. You're going to have to oh, have a different on. co-host. Well, for you're one. going to. I'll, She's I'll awesome. For Thank you, Fletcher. I appreciate it. He volunteers. You he, that? I like this guy. Man, I'm going to have to go to Memphis and visit Fletcher. We might have to see. We have to tape that. I'll be taping it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was really, I was saying that people don't people don't care about ADA until it, or anything until it affects them. It's like, yeah. we don't need ramps. And then their son becomes in a wheelchair. We need ramps. We need ramps. Yeah. yeah. So stuff like that, that, you know. You don't realize until it affects you. Yeah. Well, I do Maybe notice it all ramp. the time, and it bothers me. Break down the stairs, but just you know, put a portable ramp up next to the two thousand year old stairs. Yeah. Well, can I just say something? Let's just not. I mean, whether it's a wheelchair person or an old person, stairs are hard when you get to mm-hmm. a certain age. And I watch people yeah. who don't. They have bad knees. They're of a certain age. It's hard for them to climb the stairs, go down the steps. If anything put in a ramp like ramps help everybody yeah you could be you could tear acl at 21 now you need now you, you know now you walk around in a cast yep. or yep. a splint you like yep. get up these stairs bro. <laughs> yep i yep. mean tiffany knows i was in a i was on, on crutches in a wheelchair for 16 i was in a wheelchair yep. for two weeks because my knee was so bad and yep. crutches for 16 weeks after that that's a long time for a, like you said but I mean, the good news is, is I knew I was going to heal from it. I wasn't mm-hmm. paralyzed, but so I digress on, and you know, yeah. I'm not trying to be poor, pitiful me or anything, but, right. but once again, it, it, it enlightened you. I, I have been working with uh handicapped folks my whole entire high school career whack when I was younger, cause I had a next door neighbor that mm-hmm. ran the program in the special Olympics at the Ohio state university. So mm-hmm. I was a volunteer from my freshman year or earlier on, uh, in those kind of incidences. So yeah. I had seen, you know, the struggles that, that you had now been, you know, thrust into because I'm, I'm with them at different places along with then, and then I was on crutches for a while and knowing how, how hard it was to get around places and doors and upstairs and downstairs and let alone someone that's living with it day to day. So, so, so. It's, it's simple things. It's like, <laughs> Hey, I want to, let me go to Walmart and do some shopping or whatever the case. And it's like, there's no reason why this should be a six hour process because there aren't right. adequate accessible features. What you doing in this the, to motivational in the, speaking? Right. Perfect. Yeah. That was exactly what that's. Well, we're, we're on the same mind. page a lot, Fletcher. Yep. We argue a lot, so the, but we're on the same page a lot. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and ask that question again because we were talking over each other, too. Go ahead and ask that question again. So, what got you from this to the motivational speaking? It was actually like a snowball thing. I, so, when I got back home from therapy a year in Atlanta, Georgia, I go back to college, and, you know, my, I think my mom's coworker at the time was like, hey, my son has a big game coming up this Friday. Do you think Fletcher could come speak to the football team and give them a mm. rah-rah speech? I'm like, yeah, of course. So I go there, and I'm like, all right, go out there. Give it your all. Leave it all on the field. This might be your last game. You never know. So, so, so on and so forth. That happened. And then it was like, hey, I, I love that. Can you come give it to my entire eighth grade? Then I do that. Can you come give it to my church? Can you come give it to my – then so on and so forth. And before I know it, yeah. I'm like, hey, can you come give it to the entire – uh, ninth through twelfth grade, and one presentation, an AT and T representative was there, and uh, once we once they were there, they were given like a distracted driving seminar, 
and I gave my little presentation and I know I'm, I'm not really having anything formulated. I'm just speaking from the heart. And he's like, man, I love that story. It's such heartfelt. Uh, we want to work with you in the future. I'm like, all right, a year goes by. I don't hear nothing from that guy. Uh, then uh, a year and a half, I get a call. I was like, Hey man, this is Chuck Thomas. I just got the phone with ESPN and they want to do a commercial with somebody that's been distracted driving. And then there's an athlete and they made the commercial. And once they made the commercial, the, the opportunities kind of took off from there. Wow. So you were, you were in the commercial or was it, were you a yeah, consult no, no, on it's it? A, it's a PSA, a six minute PSA uh, based around oh. my accident, my career. So it's on YouTube. It's on, I've been on college game day. I've been on ESPN sports center. I have been across the country. This commercial has been aired in numerous countries. And, you know, I've gotten emails from people like, hey, I live in Canada. I just saw your commercial. I had to find you on social media. You're such an inspiration. You know, so once that commercial aired, it kind of opened the gates. And then I kind of took it more seriously. I created a website. I perfected my craft. I started formulating actual presentations. I got a right. slideshow. I wasn't just reading off a piece of paper. And as the years went by, I perfected it. And I'm here where I am today. So how long have you been doing it now, the motivational part of it? Uh, this probably at this level or it's just like day one of giving a presentation? Uh, probably the, the like, so yeah, day one. And how long was yeah. it between so day one, like day ESPN, one. and then where are you at now? Where yeah, so at ESPN now? happened in 2015, uh, 14, okay. maybe, 14, 13, somewhere around there. Okay, so we're at 10 years ago for that. For that, yeah. So, uh, yeah. so I was like probably this level, maybe eight years ago, nine years ago. Okay. And then like day one, maybe 11, 12 years ago. Right. So if you were to have a dream speech, where would it be and who would it be in front of? See, I'm all about opportunities. Like I'm, if I could have a dream speech, it would be um, probably Eric Thomas. He's a great motivational speaker. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Roberts. Um, hey, a recent president. Okay. Maybe, you know, Trump, Barack, somebody of, and a celebrity figure like a Kim Kardashian. Like you want them to be in your audience when you're giving yeah, a speech. Audience, yeah. Yeah. All I, need is I love those dreams. One I post. love it. All I need is one post from in it like, hey, I'm at this presentation. This is a great speaker. Like, you know how many businesses Oprah has saved simply by just posting about it? Yeah. <laughs> like that, that type of influence can change your life. Like, if Oprah was like, hey, this is a great speaker, y'all should contact him. I'd probably have to get a hire, hire an assistant. <laughs> hey, home. Tiffany, does that sound familiar? Uh, I'm telling he her today we need to hire her. Some... Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> well, your assistant, your assistant yeah. would have been there earlier to make sure that all your a AV stuff was set up properly. No. <laughs> I know that bitch doesn't come to work on time. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> So when it comes to your, do you have a couple of different categories that you talk about when you do your motivational speeches or do you have like a, like, is there, is it always about the distracted driving or is it about, is it about like, you know, live every day? Like what is your, what is your motivational speeches? Like the, what is it based around? Or do you, do you do that? Do you kind of cater it to the, the group that you're talking to? Yeah, of course you cater it to the, the group you're talking to. Like how I give a corporate presentation and that's say I'm going to talk to ninth graders, correct? So, but gotcha. oh, yeah, of course, this, yeah. Uh, overcoming adversity is a topic. Focusing on your goals is a topic. Distracted driving is a topic. Uh, faith based living is a topic, you know, like for churches. Love it. Love that. Yeah. Audiences and the importance of education. 
And that typically goes to uh, collegiate athletes. Like your sport's not going to last forever. Um, importance of having an educational background because you never know when your last day is going to be your last day of playing your sport. But it, all, it really just give me, if you give me enough time, I can speak about anything. I remember one time I was reached out because people just need a speaker. They don't care. Are you a speaker? Yeah. Can you come speak about anti-bullying? I'm like, I've never been bullied, but hey, if you paying, I'm staying. If you, <laughs> if, you, if, you want, if you want to hire me as an anti-bully speaker, I will gladly prepare myself. Wait, so what you're saying is if you're paying, you'll do what we need. Of course, I speak about, I will speak about anything. Tiffany, don't take it back there. I, we are I, finally <laughs> talking about the subject at hand. I'm sorry. Oh. I've been on. I've been on. I've been on. I'm just so intrigued. I I can't. I can't. I'm just so intrigued. (laughs) See, he said that. Two two other podcasts, but that was a. It's called Horrible Decisions, and it's a national podcast out of New York, and they're specifically based on sex. So it's like that's the whole hour was that talking about that. I love horrible decisions. They are some of my favorite things I've ever done. Horrible decisions. Um, I'm no, not. That, she's I, just saying I, her horrible decisions. <laughs> I have had so much success from bad decisions, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you know, we don't want to make bad decisions." I have not yet had. We just talked about this actually with my dad yesterday when I was a little girl, three and a half, mm-hmm. and I was riding in the backyard. You know those little, um, they're like wooden trikes, like they're low to the ground and they have wheels, and you have to power them with your feet, and you're little. And there was this pile of yellow jackets in the backyard an apple had gotten out there and then these it was surrounded by all these and i was gonna drive through that and my mom is screaming tiffany do not go through the bees well i was going through the damn bees and no one was gonna stop me because i'm Were still tiffany oh i was definitely i was a tomboy kyle knew me wearing pearls and skirts i was still a tomboy i am i will <laughs> i will never i didn't wear heels through high school because there might be a tree i had to climb like i'm not joking right. Yeah, I was climbing trees and heels at 35. Yes. So I drive through the bees. 14 14 stings all over my body. And when we're sitting there, mom's taking them out. She goes, you know, all those bees died when they stung you. And the first thing in my head was, and I still won. That was that was me winning. until you get stung that fifteenth time and your throat closes off. You know, I, there's the there's the respiratory therapist in me coming I'm out like, again. That's a paramedic speaking. What a what a great what a great inspirational uh, uh, discussion know, we've had right? here with with Fletcher Cleves, uh, who is a, a motivational speaker and an advocate for for uh, for ADA. ADA and and all of the stuff that that handicapped folks deal with in this country mm-hmm. that don't have the accessibility that they need or that they deserve. Uh, so yeah. a little bit more about the ADA stuff. Like, do you ever do um, a speech to anybody to get people to put in more accessibility? Do you use the, do you kind of cross the stream sometimes and, and, and do your motivational, Ooh, he should you talk know, the uh, Senate. You should go in front of the Senate. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Seriously. I'm talking about it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm serious. Serious. Kyle, I absolutely, absolutely do. But a lot of my ADA advocacy is in like the travel community. So like travel. hotels, air, airplanes, you know, yeah. things of that, uh, excursions. So because I travel so much, I kind of became a advocate for people with mobility issues because people with mobility issues, they have a desire to do all the things that quote unquote right. n- normal people do. They just don't know how. So they right. see me doing all these things with 
going to Dubai and going to Europe and going to, you know, Barbados and doing, it was like, Hey, is there any advice you can give? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Here's some advice. Or I might go to, to a, like a resort in Jamaica and I'm like, Hey, it's my birthday. You know, I want to, I want to treat myself a little bit. Hey, can I have an ADA room? Actually, can I have an ADA suite? Uh, unfortunately, all of our ADA suites are just basic rooms with no balconies. I'm like, why do I can't have it? Like, yeah, like I got money. I want, I want, I want the, the ocean view. Like, so I'm like, and then I started thinking, it's like, yeah, they're right. A lot of ADA rooms are basic rooms that they just put in the back on the first floor because they have to. They're not really luxury rooms. Like, hey, right. ADA King Suite or ADA Balcony Room or ADA whatever, right? So I'm like, boom, that's another point of advocacy. There should be more luxury, ADA accessible things. Wait, it's you're just, telling me there's no balcony rooms that are uh, ADA accessible? Aren't. No, no, I'm not saying there aren't in the world. I don't know, oh. but they're rare. It's extremely rare to find a resort in like the Caribbean or, you know, probably like your sandals or something, $800 a night, something like that. But just normal, it's, it's rare to find a luxury ADA room. Wow. So it's like, I wow. Need to go but I also we want need to figure out which resort to send this to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I like what you're saying. And I bet you the pool bars you can't get to. Nope. Mm. Yeah, it's like, well, so they, even in your wheelchair you know, pool thing, you can't roll out to them because yeah. they're too deep. Yeah. So, I, well, I have a, I see a lot of my videos on YouTube, but I've been thrown in different bodies of water multiple times. So I'm like, <laughs> my friends will be sitting at the pool. They'll just throw me in. I float. They'll pull me over. And you're like less buoyant in water. So I'm able to like sit up and just at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. The bar. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't really consider it as accessible. But it's no, <laughs> it's just that you were thrown into it and then someone yeah. rescued you before you died. Yeah, I like that. You have good friends. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get you there to you that go. bar. The motivation there. Oh, is yeah, I'm going really... to find my way to some alcohol now. I, there's two things that I know you and I will find our way to. One of them is alcohol. Kyle, let me say <laughs> the other one. I'll, I'll always be you know, <laughs> smart choices, especially, you know, just a lot of accidents I've seen was alcohol was involved with being in that center. Right. And the like best the stories thing. do not start start with "I drank a Pepsi today." That never. Happens. I agree. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would say that. I would definitely say that. But I yeah. just act, you know, just tell people to just make smart, smart choices, man. Especially with technology and Ubers. Don't. I'm, I'm not. I, I agree with fun. you. Don't definitely me. Uber. I Uber all. Ask Ask Kyle. I spend hundreds of dollars. No, we We Ubered. We Ubered when we did our day drinking in July. At uh -huh. Disney, and it was seventy. You got to come to Orlando, to Fletch. And, yeah, because <gasps> yes! isn't Disney isn't Disney pretty accessible? Aren't they very really accommodating? Yes, yeah. Disney is yeah. like yeah. And even including. We should do that. We should do an ADA day. We, you know, we've got. Oh, we should do it. It would be so much so fun. So there's a thing going around in the ADA community that a lot of people don't know about. It's a black market for people in wheelchairs to go to Disneyland and Disney World. So uh, do you, have you ever realized that people in wheelchairs get to skip the line and you're part right. of it? Right, so of course. hire people in wheelchairs to be a part of their party. So, so that, like, they're wait, making money that way. Are you being serious? Yeah, so it's like, hey, can, hey, Fletcher, can you, we'll pay for your tickets, we'll give you $5,000. We have us and our four kids, and can you be a part of our party? So when I go to the ride, I'm like, Hey, Fletcher Cleves, my four distant cousins, y'all come to the front. We can just get the line. <laughs> and, but, so Disney is trying to crack down on it. It's a, it's a thing. It's an actual thing. So yeah. I, 
I actually, I, I have a, a DAS thing with Disney. Um, I, I have a lot. You guys see the fun side of me. Kyle, he's so blessed. He gets to see the really anxious, like not so fun side of me that we don't show a lot of people. Um, <laughs> and I have very bad anxiety and it's okay. pretty bad. And when I break down, I break down pretty fast. So I have a different pass for that and um, I can skip lines and stuff. There's a benefit to it, you know, when I'm feeling good, but um, my godson and I went to Universal the weekend before Kyle was here and we did Disney and I thought for sure I could get through it. And there's this one ride. Every time I go, I have a panic attack and um, I didn't have anything with me, like no anxiety pills, nothing. And I stood outside mm -hmm. for a minute and I was like, Ryan, I don't think I can do this. Like I had to really breathe through it. And luckily, um, we, we did get through it. And she said, okay, when you get to the bottom at this point, go up the elevator. But I still had to go through the packed hallway of people. And Ryan kept me very um, sidetracked. We had a really intense conversation that kept me very sidetracked. It was about sex. And then we didn't get off of it. So I was very sidetracked. And so we get to the bottom very fast. Like, <clears throat> normally that, that stretch to my brain is like 30, 40 minutes. And it's mm -hmm. not that long, but in my, inside of me, by the time I get to the bottom, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like I just shut down. My whole body will just shut down. So we, we went on it. We got in the elevator. We did okay. And we went back up front and got the pass because I realized I forgot Disney is so accessible, right? Even in their regular lines, like you don't have to worry about half the stuff anywhere else. And you go to SeaWorld, you go to Universal, you go to Busch Gardens and it's not Disney. Actually, when you're yeah. not at Disney, you're just kind of like, oh, shit, I'm not at Disney. So, yeah. And so it kind of, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of, it was really a stressful situation. And um, it is good. But when people come with me, they're like what you said. They're like, oh, you need to go with you every time. This is awesome. And we just zoom in. That's how it is. The airport is the same way. It's like, I'm, we all, let's say we're a group. Hey, who's all going to the airport? Yeah, we're all going. I'm going with Fletch because I know he's not going to wait any TSA lines. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that once. I was, I just had a surgery and I couldn't do, I couldn't walk well. My hip was still bad from the car accident and they had to take me in a um, wheelchair. And I was like, I skipped TSA. How? And just boom. Took you right to the gate. You went right through. Nothing. I States. was like, yeah, it was at Orlando. Yeah. I've never I mean, they I've, took I've you, skipped TSA lines. I've never skipped yeah. the actual. I've always got patted down. We went we went through, but they didn't pat me down. They just said, "Okay, let her go." And then that was it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I I do have a TSA pre-check, so maybe that's why they didn't check my bag. Cuz once you have that pre-check, you can just yeah. But it was it was it was nice. I was like, "Wow, this I don't, I, I'm not good in wheelchairs. Like I give you all the credit in the world because I get so claustrophobic. I just feel like everything, I don't know how you got past that unless you're just not claustrophobic. I mean, I mean what other choice do I have? Is you to lay in the bed? <laughs> just stay in the house, right? Like, no, I get I'm it. Like, you kind of adjust. So I will say, you don't know what you can say. Like, I don't know how you could be in a wheelchair all day. Like if you had no other choice, what you would do the same yeah. thing. No, you're right. You're right. Because you still have to get around. You still have to be mobile. And is yours yeah. electronic? Like you can do everything it's power yourself. Assist, so it, uh, I push it still with my arms, but there's a motor in each wheel okay. that kind of like multiplies my push. 
Oh, that's nice. good. So you're still getting your muscle and your workout <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Is there stuff you can do to generate that muscle um, in your body? Is there stuff they do to make sure you're not in complete atrophy? Uh, well, yes. Yeah, stem machine, electronic stem machine. They can like hook up some electrodes to oh. your legs. It kind of it sends an electrical current through the muscles. It contracts them, so it kind of like okay. works them out to kind of yeah. like not, you know. But I mean, it's cool. Okay. Yeah. okay no that's well awesome. listen fletch how can uh if people are if they you know they've got to meet you on our podcast and you've been on other podcasts but they see ours and they want you to do a motivational speech or if they sure. want to talk they want to have you do a speech about ada where can they get a hold of you like what's the best go ahead and t tell us all that stuff and of course i'll put it down in our notes below along with some other things that were talked about but tell us yeah. how to get a hold of you and and to be part of uh fletcher's world yeah you can just go to fletchercleaves.com Fledgeplease.com, you'll find my TED Talk, my AT&T commercial, uh, the wheelchair nomads and blog post, my experiences in Rome, Dubai, and all these other places, my social media handles, uh, my book, merchandise, uh, my nonprofit information. Just go around Fledgeplease.com, browse around, and you'll be able to contact, donate, everything. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. Tiffany, do you have any other questions? We're, we're right no, at the- uh, I got everything yeah. I needed to know. <laughs> I got everything I need to do. Right. Yep, yep. So just don't forget to well everybody follow Fletcher Cleves on, on his social media. We'll have that in the notes as well as follow Elite View Media. Uh, you know, go ahead and dive into all of our content. We're gonna have great people. The reason why we started this show is for exactly this reason. Fletcher is an elite few. He's a person that makes this world a fabulous and extraordinary world. So he has gotten past the adversity. He's now doing something for the better part of it. And uh, he is definitely uh, an elite few to us. So for Tiffany and I and uh, everybody at Elite Few, we want to say goodbye and uh, stay fabulous. Absolutely. Thank you.